0: I get uh, a question all the time, which is basically, um, what is a self-directed IRA and how do I get one? I have a traditional IRA and I want a self-directed IRA. How does that work? Well, truthfully, they're not different. A traditional IRA will always be a traditional IRA. A traditional
1: you're listening to The
2: Grounded Investor Show, where we talk about all things real estate investing in Idaho, hearing from men and women on the ground who are doing the work. And welcome to The Grounded Investor Show with your host, Michael Porsche and Corey McCain.
3: How are you, Michael?
2: <laughs> I'm good. I love how you waited. on I think Weighted, you're not good.
3: One. I think your uh, radio voice is improving over is the it? last couple months. Yeah, it's like yeah. pretty legit. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and I just read. Well, who do we have on the show today?
2: Ooh, we have a Miss Diana Hoff. Did I say that right? Diana Hoff? Mm-hmm. Yes, Diana Hoff.
3: <laughs> she what the, works What does she do?
2: She works for Mountain West IRA. Um, she helps. I guess is. I don't know if we would call it consultant. I don't even know what the term is. But my mind just got blown from this interview. Um, I guess you know she tells you, "Hey, I haven't. You have this individual IRA. You got this IRA thing going on. I'm able to utilize this, and I can purchase anything in it and invest and let it grow and do its thing. Like anything, any physical item, you can invest in any physical item. It well." the exception of wine except so for art and art art and wine white <laughs> and that goes together too like you go to a shop and you're like oh i'm gonna sip on some wine and and draw some paintings i wonder why it's, it's like all collaborated that's funny
3: <laughs> yeah but she, yeah it's probably one of those episodes you got to listen to a couple times uh but it's so relevant because pretty much everyone has some sort of retirement account from their job or you know previous jobs yep. and uh she she dives into how you can utilize those things to invest in real estate or or lend for other investors and you know it opens up a million doors of possibilities
2: and even makes cows. That much more money. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for your retirement investments, all the good stuff, even cows. Yep. And now I'm thinking about, it. I heard someone say they invest in horses and horse stuff. I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, enjoy it. Let's jump on the show. Welcome to the show, Diana.
0: Thank you. It's so fabulous to be here.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to hear. Yeah, that. thanks. Thanks for being here, Diana. It's great to have you on. I'm really excited to to hear what you you have to say today.
0: I'm I'm always really excited to talk about it because I love it, which is really actually kind of cool if you think about it when you're doing something (laughs) that you absolutely love to do day in and day out
2: yeah that's all yeah absolutely and I just want to like dive right into big all the little things I've heard about (laughs) the things you can do with with your specialty but I'm just gonna start from the beginning and I would love to hear we would love to hear um, a little bit about yourself and and what does life look like now and how you got there
0: Okay, well, I I took a very roundabout way to get where I am right now. Uh, (laughs) My name is Diana Hoff. I am the business and marketing coordinator at Mountain West IRA, Um, not Mountain West Bank, Mountain West IRA. Um, I'm a member of the American Banking Association and the Institute of Certified Bankers as a certified IRA services professional, um, which is the little CISP after my name. Um, it's very, very hard to get. It's our version of the bar. Um, okay. you have to be doing this for a while and you have to study and take a really exciting test, um, <laughs> which was really fun with all the changes in the, um, laws here with the cares and the secure act recently, Yeah. but how did I get here? Oh my gosh. Um, I started life as a nanny. Oh, wow. I became a governess. And then I decided that I'd seen enough of the world and I was coming back to Idaho. Uh, I worked at Hewlett uh, Packard for 15 years as a web development engineer. One of the things I did while I was there was I talked to engineers. They would teach me how to do something. And then I would take all their papers and make them understandable by you know normal people, you and me. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen something or instructions written by an engineer, but uh, <laughs> they, they do not communicate the way you and I communicate. So I got really good at taking complicated stuff and making it understandable. Um, unfortunately, when I was at HP, my job went to India and I did not. <laughs> so um, I was looking for something else. So I thought, hey, okay, I'm gonna be this W-2 earner. This was before I got into investing. I'm gonna be this W-2 earner. I need to find something that's not going to go to India. So I started working for the 80 County Sheriff's Office. Um, I was a non-commissioned deputy in the jail working with inmates and it was fabulous. I was a supervisor in charge of inmate workers. Wow. Um, and unfortunately, after about eight years there, they also decided that outsourcing was going to be a thing. And it's like, Oh, you have got to be kidding me.
1: How? <laughs> so
0: I was going to take some time off and figure out what I really wanted to do. Yeah. And while I was doing that, I was talking with John Blaine, who was having a little trouble um, getting uh, something as simple as a receptionist at the time. Um, there weren't that many people out there interested in being a receptionist. So I told him I would come and Uh, do that for him for a while while I was figuring out what I wanted to do. Uh, He figured out that I was not currently working, made me give him my resume, and here I am a few years (laughs) later uh, working for Mountain West IRA, and I love it. Um, I teach people how to use their funds that are just sort of languishing away in a 401k, a 457b. Yep. Um, any kind of employer plan or even an IRA that they may have at, you know, one of the brokerage firms like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, and I help them learn to use that to invest in what they know, so they can invest in real estate or promissory notes or gold and silver,
1: yeah. um,
0: all those other things that you can't do when you're with just a <coughs> brokerage firm. Yeah. And then I started doing it myself, and it's like, oh my gosh, if I've been doing this like. Forever, I could be retired by now because mm. I'm a little older than most people think I am <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I absolutely love what I do yeah. and I love teaching people about it whether it's the person who's doing it or realtors or CPAs or financial advisors that they may be wow. working with so it's yep. really really fun
3: it's amazing yeah that's awesome so you work for Mountain West IRA. What's your, what's the job title you are now?
0: Well, right now I am the business and marketing coordinator.
3: Okay. Um, you said that. that
0: may change soon. I might be okay. uh, concentrating on education going forward, but we'll see.
3: Okay. So business and marketing coordinator focused on, um, investments with your IRA, IRA 401k in real estate. Um, so go in that a little deeper, give us maybe um, an example of, of what you do and how, how it benefits. A lot of our listeners probably don't know how to invest with their IRA or their 401k. They probably how don't know you... what
2: it stands for. So,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: so what would you tell those people and how to kind of the benefits of it?
0: I get uh, a question all the time, which is basically um, what is a self-directed IRA and how do I get one? I have a traditional IRA and I want a self-directed IRA. How does that work? Well, truthfully, they're not different. A traditional IRA will always be a traditional IRA. A traditional IRA is a pre-tax, tax-deferred vehicle where you do investments and you don't pay any taxes until you actually take distributions. A Roth IRA is almost the same thing, except it's after tax contributions. And again, it's tax deferred. And at retirement, when you start taking distributions, you pay no tax ever, no matter how much it's grown over time. Uh, Self-directed IRAs is not a type of IRA. It's not different than a traditional or a Roth. You can take a traditional or a Roth or a 401k or an individual K or any of those And you can self-direct them because it's not the flavor of the IRA. It's actually who your custodian is. So if you have a traditional IRA and you are with TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, one of those big brokers, you're investing in the market because that's what they do. Um, They don't do self-direction. But if you are with Mountain West, you're not in the market. You're actually investing in private stock real estate, promissory notes, uh, private placements, uh, even precious metals like gold and silver. So all of the other things, the alternative investments are what you invest in. So you can have a self-directed IRA that is a traditional or a Roth or anything like that. And it's not um, what it is, it's who you're with and what they can help you do. So self-directed IRAs are basically an amazing wealth building tool because you can invest in anything that you would invest in outside of an IRA, um, inside of an IRA. That's amazing because you do it all by paying no taxes. So you get to reinvest what would be going to Uncle Sam. So you get the whole power of compounding as you reinvest. And then when you're ready to retire, you get to take distributions tax deferred, or even tax free if you have a Roth. So in a nutshell, that's what it is. So, if you know how to invest in something, if you're a realtor and you know how to invest in real estate um, for growth, you can use an IRA, or you can help your clients use an IRA to do investments. Um, I have I have realtors coming to me all the time. I have a client who bought a house with me. They want to buy um, a second property for investment. They want to hold it and they want to use it as a rental Um, and they want to use their IRA. How do they do that? That's where I come in. I help them get their funds into a self-directed IRA so that they can
3: do that. Is there a a tax or is there an easy way to transfer from a regular IRA or a Roth IRA into your self-directed IRA?
0: Absolutely. It depends on what it is. So if it's a qualified plan and you want to move it from one place to another, you're going to do a rollover. A rollover starts life as a distribution and then ends up as a rollover. So the reason you don't have to pay taxes or penalties on that is because you take that entire amount and it's going to go straight into an IRA kit and caboodle, which means you don't take any of it out. Um, And then you get a 1099 that shows you took a distribution and you get a 5498 that says, look, this distribution went into an IRA, so I don't know anything, and it's a wash. Transfers are even better. So if you have a current IRA, traditional, Roth, SEP, simple, anything like that, you can transfer it. A transfer is a direct custodian to custodian transfer of funds, and the IRS doesn't even care. They don't, you don't have to report it. There's no extra paperwork. You fill out a transfer form and suddenly you have a new custodian. Um, The IRS doesn't care because they don't care who has your money as long as they're a custodian and you don't touch the money. Once you touch the money, they want their money. That's when they want taxes. So it's actually pretty easy. You go to the place that is going to be receiving the funds to initiate a transfer.
3: Okay. That's some I have a question about stuff.
2: <laughs> I love it. Do you it, have baby. a question, Michael? I do. Well, I mean, <laughs> I have a like... couple, yeah, go for it. A couple comments. You know, I was just kind of thinking myself because I was, I was just going over about taking out, I was trying to make sense of like why I was me being able to take out my 401k from my employer and how that, whether or not, how much was actually being realized and then me putting that into another one 401k because they still called it a distribution. Um, but I was like, but I'm rolling in into something else. Why is it being called a distribution? I, I just made that connection because I'm putting it into something else. It's now, therefore.
0: You're putting it into something out. new. Actually, you should be able to transfer uh, depending on the way the company set it up. You should be able to transfer from a 401k to another 401k. So if you're doing like accounts, yeah, you should be able to do a transfer. But some 401ks, they will only do a distribution. They will only send it directly to you. And if you want to do it as a rollover, you take that check and you walk it over to where it's yep. going to go. That way it wasn't in your account. Yep. Um, That's like what,
2: that. uh, yeah, my, mine was very definitely uh, lame. It was very difficult to kind of move it and go through that process. It was originally in something called a, oh man, a uh, SPHS something plan with the city of San Diego. And then that got, disputed to me then and then I had to put it back into my back into San Diego into a 401k and then I had to get redistributed me again and then I was like oh my goodness
0: oh my gosh yeah they also have things called TSPs which is thrift saving plan a lot of times those are governmental or 457 Um, trick with those is having a knowledgeable new custodian if they know the key words to say uh, for instance, if you say, I'm going to do a distribution for a direct rollover, the bell goes off, they give you the right paperwork, and it's seamless. Mm. Um, it's hard when they don't understand what it is you're trying to do. And the problem is, you don't know enough of the correct terminology to tell them what it is yep. you're trying to do.
2: Yep. Man, so, and what trips me out is, the, it's just the ability of what you can do with um, an individual or with an IRA is, is you're, you're really able to really invest in anything physical. Exactly. Anything. Exactly. So that could be, if you're a coin collector, you can.
0: Yes and no. Yes <laughs> okay. and no. You cannot do collectibles. Okay. So the IRS doesn't tell you what you can invest in, but they definitely tell you what you can't invest in. Okay. You can't invest in art. You can't invest in wine. You can't <laughs> invest in anything that they can't really put a dollar amount on. Now you can invest in precious metals. So certain coins you can invest in, but you can't take grandma's coin collection and stick it inside of an IRA.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But for the most part with very few exceptions, oh, and you can't invest in life insurance. Uh, You can't say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, put my money on this guy. And when he dies, I'm going to rake it in. Yeah, they they frown on that. (laughs) So yeah, but as long as it's not a prohibited transaction, and it's not self-dealing, it's amazing what you can do. And you don't always have to have 100% of the amount that you want to invest in. I have um, clients that regularly partner their IRAs to do a deal. So they want to purchase a multifamily unit and they don't quite have enough money, but between the husband, the wife, and maybe um, an uncle, their IRAs have enough funds to purchase this multifamily unit. And then based on the percentages, like the husband owns 50%, the yeah. wife owns 40% and the uncle owns 10%. Um, all the money going out to maintain that property stays at those percentages. So if you need to replace the roof, somebody's paying 50%, somebody's paying 40%, somebody's paying 10%. Then in just the same way, when the funds come back from that investment, they go back to their IRAs at those percentages. And you're allowed to do that. You have to do it at the inception of the deal. So when you very first sign all that paperwork, that's when you have to set that up. And those percentages have to remain the same for the lifetime of the deal, but you get to put the percentages.
3: Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That was the a, a question I had is if, I mean, most people probably don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to go per, purchase uh, real for estate course, on right. their yeah. own. Yeah. <laughs> and so for someone who, you know, may have, you know, $20,000, $30,000 in their 401k, what options would there be for people like that partnering? Uh, that's, that's a great idea. Oh, uh, what other that. options would that be? I see that all
0: the time. That's actually a really common area for people to be somewhere between like 20 and 70,000. That seems to be a, an area where people who have worked for a certain number of years at a corporation or a company, uh, they tend to get about that much. It's, it's, it's not the seventies or eighties anymore. You don't go work Mm -hmm. for one company forever and then retire. Um, It's a little different now. People do move from job to job because that's the way it works. So a lot of people have stray 401ks. Now, the good thing is you can consolidate those into a single IRA and use that. So I had one lovely, lovely woman who retired as a teacher and she had 11 403 (laughs) B's that we consolidated. And she was like, wow, I didn't know I had so much money, (laughs) but yeah, you can consolidate and you can partner but there's something else you can do. Um it's not all always real estate. There are other things you can do. I have people who are investing in towers. They're um oh, they're not towers. they're not cell phone towers. They're um communication towers. They're the kind of things that give you your internet. Um wow. and those you have to have I think it's 35,000 and what they do is they purchase it and then they lease it to the company and all the funds from that go back into their IRA. And then at the end of, I think it's seven or eight years, they have the option to sell that back um, for what they paid for it. So how much do they
2: lease it for?
0: I I don't know, I'm not on that end of it, but I I help them set it up and everything and make sure everything's copacetic. And then the funds just go back into uh, their accounts. And a lot of of clients are doing that. Some people um, do equipment um, they'll purchase restaurant equipment and then they will lease it to a new uh, restaurant and they will pay their IRA back for it. And wow. of course, if they stop paying it, you take the equipment back and it goes to somebody else. And then those funds come back into your IRA. Yeah. Um, you can do that. You can purchase bare land. Um, I had a, a, a gentleman who's just a hoot. I love talking to him and I wish I could tell you his name, but I'm not allowed to do that. He purchased property in Eagle, Eagle, Idaho. Um, gosh, I think he's had it for about eight years now. And he purchased it for not a whole lot. I have way more than that in my IRA. And he is selling it for an unbelievable profit. And he paid cash for it. So all that funds, all those funds wow. are coming back into his IRA um, tax-free. He doesn't have to pay taxes on it. And now he can reinvest it into something else.
2: Wow.
1: Oh,
0: there's also something else. Um, If you're purchasing real estate and you don't quite have enough, but you don't want to partner or you can't partner. um, Oh, and by the way, you don't have to just partner with another IRA. You can partner with a person or you can partner with a company. Um, You can even partner with someone who would normally be a prohibited person to deal with with your IRA. And I'll get into that in a minute. Um, So you can partner with a real live person in addition to your IRA. You can even partner with yourself. You can own a property 50% or 40% or whatever percent in your IRA and the rest of the percent yourself. So at that point, you're making some income from it. Now, remember any income you make personally, you'll owe taxes on. And then the rest of the income based on those percentages going back into your IRA. So in that way, you can kind of, you know have your cake and eat it too Wow! and you can get a non-recourse loan
3: yeah that's what i was going to ask and it can you use it as a down payment and then get a loan for the it rest It
0: doesn't actually work the way you're thinking it's not like when okay. you get a mortgage personally a non-recourse loan is not going to look at you it's not going to look at your income it's not going to look at your credit report it doesn't care you don't exist the only thing that exists when you're getting a non-recourse loan is the property that you're going to be buying, how much you're putting down. Normally you have to put down a little more. Um, I've seen it as low as 25% if you're doing a single family home, it gets higher if you're doing multifamily or commercial. Okay. Um, And then it looks at the loan to value, um, how much equity then will be in the house, how much could they turn around and sell it for. And the reason they do that is because If you're getting a non-recourse loan and your IRA stops paying that loan off, their only recourse is to take the property. They can't come back on you. They can't come back on their IRA. All they can do is take that property. Um, So it's it's pretty good, but you're going to spend a little more for that. It's usually at least a point higher than what you would get if you were getting a normal mortgage. Okay. So if Mortgages are at 3%, you're paying four, possibly five. Okay. Um, but because it's in your IRA, you have the ability to pay that off faster because that's not income you're living off of. That's money that's going back into your IRA. Yep. So if you're getting uh 1490 in rent and only, you know, 490 is your loan payment, the rest of that thousand can go down to pay off the loan quicker um and then as long as you have paid off that loan for a year and a day before you go to sell it you don't have to worry about a 1031 exchange or anything like that you don't have to worry about capital gains nothing
2: wow that's insane
0: there's, i, I could story. go on all day there's there's so much you can do well, i'm like <laughs> writing
2: down questions i have for you that I want to ask you on the show and off the show but but one thing you had mentioned earlier, you had mentioned self-funding. So what is, what, like uh, not being able to do like uh, something along, with, along the lines of self-funding. I'm not sure if you recall, it was, it was maybe about five minutes ago. Um, when, oh,
0: so partnering and prohibited transactions.
2: Yes. like Is important. Yes.
0: Okay. So if you want to do a deal um, personally, Say Mm -hmm. I, my neighbor is selling their house and oh my gosh, I want that as a rental. It would be a perfect rental, but I only have 200,000 it's 300,000 or more. And, um, but I have all this money in my IRA. Now, most people are going to think, Hey, you know, if I take all this money out of my IRA, pay the taxes on it, take the hit, then I have enough money to do this. And I'll make money back while true. That's a horrible way to do it because you are losing the tax advantage of that money. You're paying taxes, you're paying penalties. um, And it's just like giving away money to the IRS. But if you self-direct, you can partner with your IRA and purchase that property. Mm -hmm. Then your IRA owns a percentage of it and you own a percentage of it. So you're working with yourself and your IRA to purchase that property. Again, it has to be done at the inception of the deal. You can't, own a property, and stick it in your IRA. You cannot use your IRA to purchase property you already own. That's a prohibited transaction. Why is that? This is the important part. A prohibited transaction is something that is very, very bad. Um, The IRS doesn't mind it, though, because they get to take everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you cannot self-deal. You cannot purchase a property and put your children in it. Uh, Because you are benefiting from your IRA. You cannot purchase or sell to or rent to anyone who is a prohibited person. Okay, so who's a prohibited person? A prohibited person is anyone who is linearly related to you. So that would be straight up and down that family tree. Parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, anyone married to them.
2: So cousins and uncles.
0: Yeah, you can go sideways. Sideways is fine. Uh, But you cannot um, do a deal with someone who is prohibited. So you cannot purchase a house and stick your mother-in-law in in it. That's prohibited. And the funny thing is I get that question and can I put my kids in it for college all the time? Hmm. We like to tell people that when you purchase um, uh, an income property inside of your IRA, you cannot even go in and change a light bulb. Now, are we gonna know if you go in and change a light bulb? No, but we're not gonna pay you for it. You cannot go mow the lawn. You can't have your kids go mow the lawn. Your IRA is the actual owner of that property and it has to hire people to do that. Mm. Uh, Now you can manage it. You can get a renter, write up the contract, put them in there. You can do all of that, but you can't do anything that would be considered like sweat equity, anything that would improve the property artificially um stuff like that
2: but you can hire someone to do it
0: you can hire someone to do okay. it
2: you just can't do it and you can okay.
0: even use a credit card if some emergency comes up but you can't pay for anything out of pocket because we cannot reimburse you so um perfect example you have a single family home and the dishwasher blows up so it's the weekend you need a new dishwasher for your poor rental guy who really needs to do the dishes you go to rc Willie, take your rc Willie credit card You pick it out, you tell them where to put it, you pay for it, they're going to go install it. Then when you get the bill for that, you give us the bill um, and the invoice so that we can see that this credit card invoice is for this particular thing. And then we pay the credit card company. We can't pay you, but we can pay the credit card company.
1: So
3: interesting.
0: It's kind of fun. Yeah. And so
3: with... Or go ahead, Michael.
2: No, I was saying just with the family dynamics as well. So you can't partner vertically, but you can, you can, you can partner with your brother, sister. No, no,
0: you can partner with anyone. Oh, sorry, anyone You're normally a prohibited person, but you cannot. Just can't live in them. it. You can't rent to them. You cannot buy from them. You cannot Got sell it. to them. That sort of thing.
2: The buy and sell part is what's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Wow.
3: Yeah, so I was just going to say, so with all that, um, especially with all the improvements and things like that, you couldn't do, you couldn't like buy a house and and flip it and leave it in there. Absolutely,
0: you could do that. I have people do that all the time.
3: Do you? So could you just- The trick
0: is you can't do the work.
3: You just have to pay someone.
0: Let me tell you some of the ways that some of my people do this. So I have two people and they're both women actually- um, and they flip and they are incredibly successful. The smart ones. And what they do is this one finances this one and she does her business. So she writes a promissory note to her and um, they secure it with the house that she's flipping. And then she writes a promissory note, which is basically a loan to the other one who then secures it with that property. Then they do their job. They sell the property and they pay each other back plus interest, plus a percentage of the profits.
2: I'm so confused, but it sounds brilliant. <laughs> okay,
0: let, Let's do it singularly. That's that's two people who are doing the exact same thing with each other because they've known each other forever and okay. they're really good. So let's say you have an IRA yeah. and you know someone who is doing fixes and flips yep. and they need funds to be able to do that. So they have purchased this property and they need $50,000 to be able to uh, muck it out, rehab it, get it on the market and sell it and make a whole bunch of money. because it was.
1: So would... they
3: purchased it with their IRA?
0: And they purchased okay. it outright. That's what okay. they do for a living. Mm. Okay. So now you're lending them $50,000 from your IRA. You've secured it with that property. They're going to fix up that property and then they're going to pay you back whatever it was you set up. You get to set the terms when you write a loan. You can say 10%, you can say 15%, you can say 20%. I've had somebody do 30%. I've also had somebody do 3%, but they also said they wanted 50% of the profits.
1: Now, oh,
2: so when yeah. they're doing, they're writing a note to them, like for me as a person who owns an IRA is writing a note mm-hmm. to myself no. with my IRA. No. Okay.
0: You have funds in your IRA. Yes. You cannot deal with yourself. You are also a prohibited person. Yes. But you can deal with someone else. So you know a flipper who's going to do this.
3: Yes. So we can lend each other money, Michael.
0: Exactly. Right. As long as you're not related. Not related. (laughs) There you go. Um, You can also do it yourself. You can use the funds. In your IRA to purchase a home that might be distressed, fix it up and resell it. Then the profits go back into your IRA. Here's the caveat. You cannot do the work. Yeah. You have to hire people to do the work. Now I've seen people do um, what we, what we like to refer to as Mary made fix and flips. They go in and the place is a mess, but the bones are nice. So they go in, they get rid of all the junk. They fix up the yard. They have merry maids go in and clean it to within an inch of its life. And they make a whole bunch of money in about two weeks. Oh,
2: so you just really just, I mean, clean it to its bones and, you know, get it prepped up for somebody to come in and do it.
0: Yeah, you can, it's called hoteling where you go in and you buy it as if you're going to do a fix and flip, Mm -hmm. but then you go in, you muck it out, you take out everything that needs to go like that, that. A refrigerator from the fifties. That's really scary. Um, you take it all out you take it down to the bare bones and then you sell it to a fix and flipper because now they don't have to get anybody out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: don't have to pay for the demolition.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't
0: have to pay for the trash removal and they don't have to take that time. They just get to go in and do the fun stuff. Yep. That's another Put way to do in. it. Yeah. The thing is you can't do the work. You have to pay someone else to do it.
3: Wow. That's fine. So with that too, I mean, you're not able to take any of the profits. You just keep them in your IRA um, basically until what? You're 65?
0: Nope, 59
3: and
0: a half. 59 and a half. Unless you have um, a life event that you need to take it out. For instance, this year, people were allowed to take out up to, I think it was $100,000 out of their IRAs um, and pay it back over three years because of COVID. That was part of the um, cares act. Um,
2: that's why I did it with my that. 401k.
0: Yep, if Which you
2: I can buy a
0: first time home. You can take money out of your IRA. Oh yeah.
2: So I can I can roll that say 401k funds cuz I t- I took out up to that certain amount and I'm planning to pay back in the, the 3 year time, but I can put that back into an IRA. Say with Mountain West
1: mm-hmm.
2: in that same time period, and then not be taxed on it because it is exactly.
1: Well,
0: because you're I know what I'm on. doing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know where all that's going now.
0: <laughs> it's fun, isn't it?
2: <laughs> it's amazing. So I do have another question: Is there like, do you guys have like pamphlets or something to make it like simple for someone to understand of what you can do with an IRA in terms of like? like how that works, like something to make, just like, I mean, not like into too much detail, but something just to break it down real quick. Hey, like, have you ever thought of using your IRA for this? Well, if Mountain West, like, you know, is there something like that that, you know, you utilize or kind of help make it simple for other people to understand? Like um,
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> the, easiest, the easiest thing I think our folks do is probably promissory notes because they are simple. You don't have to worry about fixing something up. So basically if you're gonna self-direct, there's four steps. You're gonna open an account and you're gonna fund it with money either out of your pocket from another 401k, from an IRA, from a Roth, whatever. You're gonna fund it with a transfer, a rollover, a contribution. Somehow you're gonna fund it or all of the above. Mm -hmm. Um, Once it's opened and funded, you tell us what you want to invest in. So if you want to do a promissory note, you want to lend this person money. And in six months, they're going to pay you back plus 10% interest. Plus you're going to have some points up front. Um, We help you do that. We connect you with um, our transactions folks who will work with your title company, the person you're working with and you to make sure all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Mm. That goes out and then you sit back and you wait. Then when they're done and they pay you back, or if they pay you while, well, uh, if they pay you in progress, sometimes some of the shorter loans, they don't pay per month. They just pay at the end. Um, then it comes back in and now your account is bigger and you get to do it again.
1: Wow. that's awesome. The good
0: thing is one of the things we always tell people, because everybody's afraid of the market right now is, um, I know my folks are retired and uh, they've been kind of watching the market with a little trepidation because yes, it goes up a lot but it also goes down. And sometimes if you're invested with a company that goes out of business, it goes from interesting to zero. If you own an asset like a house, even if the market goes down, um, you still own that house and it's not going away, it's not gonna go to zero And when the market corrects, it goes way back up. Yep. So in 2008, we had a lot of folks who were doing fix and flips because boy, was that popular then, especially with money being almost free. (laughs) Um, Suddenly people were upside down. They weren't going to make any money by fixing and flipping, but they had these properties. Some of them fixed them up turned them into rentals, and they are worth so much more now than they were when they purchased them. Mm. Um, they, some of them sold some and made more money. Some of them hung on to them. Uh, one guy, I, I wish I had his brains, he turned some uh, houses over by BSU into student housing. So he rents out the individual rooms and makes way more money than he would if he was renting it out as a single family home. Um, he started life as a fix and flipper and now he Mm. is, um, buy and hold and making a lot of steady income. It's that Mm. thing you like to call mailbox money. You open the mailbox and Oh, look, there it is.
2: It's nice to have.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's a, I think it's a lot more secure. I am really happy with my investments. Now I love diversity. I have a brokerage account. I have a self-directed account. I play in the market. I love my Amazon stock right now. Um, that's not to say it's going to continue to go up, but you no, know, I I have some there. But I also have my self-directed IRA, and I love the balance of having it all. So if, if the market crashes, I still have assets in my self-directed IRA that I know are not going away.
3: What do you, what do you use your self-directed IRA? Do you, uh, like lend money? Do you invest in real estate? What's, what's your kind of go-to?
0: Most of my stuff right now is in promissory notes. And I love those because I have one that went out. It's not a big one, but it's coming back double. Um, that was for a special, uh, house in Nashville that is catering to women who are doing destination events, like big bachelor parties or um, uh, bachelorette parties or women getting together and doing stuff in Nashville because Nashville is a very popular place for groups of women to go and get together and that's what this house caters to it's very upscale and um, they needed seed money to get started so everybody who helped out is then getting funds back from the profits so That one was really fun. And then, of course, there's the basic promissory notes. Um, I no longer have a rental. Uh, I sold my rental personally because I also had a little two-in-one that I hung on to forever. And I sold that a couple of years ago. And I haven't gotten back into that. But I'm kind of ready because, you know, people always need a place to live. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And right now, it's really hard to find a decent rental in Boise, in Meridian, especially. They in go East.
3: in like hours.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Or they cost so much that it's uh, hard to get in. Yep. It's
1: true. So it's mm-hmm. a
0: good, it's a good time to be a, uh, a property person.
2: So I'm, I'm curious, is, is there ways to find people who, you know, may have these large amounts of, in their 401ks or IRAs, is there a way to like find individuals who, have that is that like, is that a thing?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, obviously before COVID hit, we used to have a lot of training and stuff at Mountain West. Um, we have an amazing training room and in our new building, it's even better than it was before. Uh, but of course we're not meeting a lot in person right now. Yeah. There are a few, uh, REITs, things that are still meeting, I go to one almost every Thursday morning that is full of the most incredible movers and shakers you've ever seen. And these are people who either have money to lend or need money because they're doing fix and flips. Some of them do hoteling, some of them do buy and holds. uh, Some of them do wholesaling. Hmm. And basically it's getting everybody into the same room. And it's like, okay, what do you got going on? We'll talk about one major thing like how to do a hotel or some of the new rules and regs or things like that. And then the rest of it is spent with, this is what I did. This is what I found. This is an offer I have. Hey, I have this thing right here. I need 50,000. I'm willing to do 8%. I only need it for six months. You get people in the same room. Um, If you go to meetup, uh, meetup meetup.com, it's not a dating site. Uh, (laughs) A place where you can get together with people who do the same things you do. Yeah. Um you can find a group that does pickleball, but you can also find um people who in, do investments, multifamily investments, single-family investments, wholesalers, flippers, uh real estate investors of every size and shape. Um and basically it's you meet with these people, talk to them, because they know people who know people who know people. If you have a realtor, uh, chances are pretty good they know someone who has a self-directed IRA and may be able to help you with promissory note. They might even be doing it themselves. I have some realtors who have their own 401ks um, or solo Ks because you know they're self-employed so they can have a solo K. Um, and they do promissory notes to some of their clients to help them get into houses. So it's like short-term loans, things like that.
3: I didn't even know that was legal.
0: It's all in the way it's done.
3: <laughs> you can lend your own clients money,
0: or you That's can lend your your coworkers' clients money.
3: Hmm. Interesting.
2: So, man, all right. So now, now is <laughs> now that we asked some new questions, but now is our section of getting underground. Time to get underground. So that particularly means if there's a particular deal that you have in mind, something that you thought was pretty unique, um, we just want to know, how'd you find it? How'd you fund it? What is it? How long did it take to accomplish and what what the result was? Do you have something in mind?
0: I have something in mind that is pretty darn unique. Awesome. Um, It was not mine personally, but I love it watching it go because Did you know that you can invest your IRA in
1: cows?
0: (laughs) Okay, so picture this. You're a dairy farmer. You know how to dairy farm. You know everything there is to know about dairy farming. You have a 401k that is just dying on the vine
1: Mm. because
0: the market is crashing and it's 2006, Um, 2007, 2008. But hey, people drink milk. The dairy farming business has not changed a whole lot in a real long time Um, and you know how to do that. So how are you going to invest your IRA in dairy cows because you can't hang on to them. Well, you have a neighbor who's lived about 10, 20 miles down the road uh, for generations. You know each other really well, Um, but you're not related. So you buy a dairy cow with your IRA, you spend $3,000. So for a dairy cow to produce milk, it has to have a calf. So if it's a girl, you sell it for $3,000 and you have made your money back. Um, If it's a boy cow, boy cow steer, um, you can sell it for $4,000 and you have more than made your money back. You then lease it to your friend who lives down the road and he holds it on his dairy farm. And the product from that cow, the milk that sold the proceeds from that investment, go back into your IRA wow. and you rinse and repeat. Um, so the other dairy farmer is going, hey, this works pretty good. He takes his 401k and he does the same thing and he houses his investments on your farm. So they're working together. It works really, really well. Wow. And the capital gains and bovines <laughs> are just rolling into your IRA. So
2: I'm curious, how much does somebody make? Like, what's the ROI on on mm-hmm. on cows like that?
0: Well, if you're just talking one, you know, it's not huge. Sure. Um, but if you are doing this again and again and again for the life of cow, because remember. It's all profit at that point because you had to have a cow, so yeah. you made back your initial investment right away. Everything after that is profit, plus a little bit for the upkeep of the cow.
2: Wow, and cows multiply. <laughs> yeah,
0: they do, they do <laughs> tend to do that.
3: <laughs> wow, that's that is beautiful. You cool should thing, add though. you should add cows to your uh, little banner there in the back. I bet you get a lot <laughs> of questions.
0: Actually, we do have, um, I don't think I have one right here right now, but we do have little little cows with Mountain West IRA logo on it.
1: Oh, that's, amazing. Yeah, that's funny.
0: It's really amazing. And if you go to our website, you can see the actual um, story laid out. It's, uh, it's a popular one. And it just shows to go, yeah, that the IRS doesn't care what you do invest in. They only have certain things you can't invest in. And if you can do it correctly and avoid prohibited transactions, you can invest in what you know, and that's how you make money.
1: Mm.
2: That's so good. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome.
3: Well, well that, uh, will definitely probably be one of the most unique, um, underground stories.
0: There you go. For sure. That might,
3: that might be the winner here. Years down the road. Yep. Um, But now it's time for the core four.
1: The The core Core Four.
3: four. What is one thing that keeps you focused? One reason for your success? One book you're most influenced by? And one piece of advice for our listeners today?
0: Okay, let's see. Okay, what was that first one again?
3: One thing that keeps you focused.
0: Oh, one thing that keeps me focused. What keeps me focused the most is that I love, and I mean, I, I really, really love what I do. I love watching people get excited hmm. when they realize what they can do with their IRA. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to get real excited about my 401k that's in this medium funds where, you know, it just sort of builds because I'm putting money into it, not necessarily because the market's doing good. That doesn't excite me. What excites me is when someone puts out some funds and makes 45% back in six months and they're (laughs) flabbergasted. Now, does that happen every day? No, but oh my gosh, it's so cool when it does. Mm. I love seeing families partnering to do something that benefits all of them. So what really keeps me focused is that not only do I love what I do, but I love helping other people do it too. And it's so gratifying to me to see People get excited about, you know, their futures because yeah, you're making money, but this is money that's being put away um, for your security, for your children, for you in your retirement so that you can enjoy your retirement. Um, How many people are set up right now where they even think they're going to be able to retire?
3: It's true.
0: World's changed a
3: lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. what is one reason for your success
0: um well it's probably still that i like what i'm doing yeah but uh, i love to go hand in hand love love to learn new things um mm-hmm. and when i first started i knew probably about as much as anybody knows about their 401k and IRAs is that they existed. You put money in them and you took them out of retirement. And that was probably the sum total of my knowledge. Yeah. Um, once I started figuring out some of the things you could do, it was so exciting. I just wanted to learn more and more and more. And the more I learn, the more I'm impressed that nobody's figured out that this is so amazing. There's so many things that you can do and you can do it without having to pay taxes on it. Um, and that's amazing. I mean, you can, you can set up a Roth invest and grow that Roth to as big as you want it to grow. And then after 59 and a half, once it's qualified and qualified means it's been open for at least five years, more than five years, and you are over 59 and a half, you can take tax free distributions on all of that. So you can take $10,000 to go do what you wanna do and you don't have to pay taxes on that because you already paid taxes going in. So everything it earned over the years is tax-free. You never have to pay taxes on that money again.
3: Get some.
2: That's
0: pretty cool.
3: That's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you a reader? I am a reader. Probably, if you like to learn new things. I'm an Uh,
0: avid reader.
3: (laughs) So what's one book you're most influenced by?
0: Uh, Probably the one I'm most influenced by, besides, of course, the Kurosaki books, um, would be um, Leaders Eat Last.
3: Who's that? I've heard of that one.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. of fact, I may even have a... Oh, look. (laughs) Leaders Eat Last. There you go.
2: Oh, nice. by Simon Sinek. Nice.
0: Yes. It's a fantastic, fantastic book. And it's um, really good for teams that are learning to work together. If you have a small business, I highly recommend it. Um, some of the stuff he has in there is pie in the sky with the current environment. But mm. I'll tell you what, um, it really is a model that people can follow. And it tells you how you can, it, it really opens your eyes to what it is to be an employee, what it is to be a leader, and how you can be a leader at any step in the process. You might not have anybody under you at that time, but you can still have all the qualities of a fabulous leader. It's a really good book, and I highly recommend it. It's got some good history in there
3: too. Put that on the two-read list. Yeah, I picked up so many new books because of this podcast. (laughs) And And what's one piece of advice for our listeners?
0: Oh, my gosh. If you don't have a Roth, you need one. Anybody can have a Roth. Um, You cannot contribute directly to a Roth if you make too much money. Uh, Some people actually do have that trouble. (laughs) But you can always do a backdoor Roth, which is you co- you contribute to a traditional, and then you convert funds from a traditional to a Roth, or you take an existing 401k what? and convert it to a Roth.
2: Wait, even wait, wait, wait. wait. Even if you make too, even if you're like over the threshold where I think it's like what a hundred something thousand dollars that you make per year as married
0: filing jointly, it's like a hundred and ninety. Six or something
2: like that yeah okay well now I well yeah because before I was was, this is when I was in the fire service I was thinking about it and I couldn't contribute to my Roth at at the second part because I was at the time single and making too much money but you can contribute to your Roth through another traditional IRA that you're putting money into
0: right so right now you have a 401k that's sitting out there you could take funds from that 401k uh and you could uh, roll it over into an IRA and then you can convert those funds to a Roth. Now, let me show you what that's going to look like. If you have um, $20,000 in an IRA and you want to convert 10,000 of that to, an, to a Roth IRA. And by the way, um, conversions have nothing to do with contributions. So there's no limit. If you have a $1 million traditional IRA, you can convert $1 million to a Roth oh, IRA. Oh, man. Here's the catch, to be able to convert it from a traditional to a Roth, you have to pay taxes on it. Mm. So if you take $10,000 from your traditional IRA, you don't owe penalties because you're not touching the money, that money is going into a Roth. But at when you go to do taxes, you're gonna have a 1099 that says, you have to pay taxes on an additional $10,000, but you're gonna pay that at your normal tax rate. So if you made $30,000 and you converted $5,000, you now made $35,000 and you have to pay taxes on it. But again, if you've had one of those years where you have lots of write-offs and you can get your taxes down, that might not hurt as much as simply paying the taxes right off the top. But once that money is inside of the Roth, you'll never have to pay taxes on it again as high as you can make it grow. So if you take that $10,000 and in a year you turn it into 20, and then you turn it into 40, you turn it into 80, 160, you'll never have to pay taxes on that again. Because after you're 59 and a half and you've had it open for at least five years, you don't have to pay taxes on it anymore. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine a tax-free retirement?
2: Yeah, now I can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we have people who um, own property inside of their IRA and they want that in a Roth because that's their dream home and eventually they want to live in it, but of course you can't live in it or stay in it or do anything with it while it's inside of your IRA, except rent it out to other people.
1: But so if it's in a Roth, you, you can. you can
0: take 10% of that house and this year you're going to, Convert 10% of that property to your Roth. So now that house is owned by your Roth and your traditional. So maybe 90% your traditional, 10% your Roth. Eventually, over the years, you're going to move that into your Roth, paying the taxes a little bit at a time. And then that house is now wholly inside of your Roth. So now you're ready to retire. You're over 59 and a half, your IRA has been open more than five years. And um, you, you think, okay, I'm ready to retire. I have this lovely investment property in McCall that people have been enjoying for years and years. And that's where I want to retire. You distribute that to yourself. You pay the taxes on it if it's in an IRA. But if it's in your Roth, you don't owe taxes on it. You distribute it to yourself. You now own it. You're now responsible for it.
1: Dang.
0: Yeah, right? Dang.
2: I am loving all these methods. This is
0: oh, there are gold. so many things you can do, and it's only limited by your imagination and mm. what the IRS says you can't do. <laughs> yeah. So avoid those prohibited transactions. Follow the rules, and there are so many amazing things you can do. It's amazing. And this is why That's I love awesome. my job.
2: That's awesome. Well, Diana, how can people get a hold of you?
0: Well, um, probably the easiest thing to do is to go to mountainwestira.com because if you go to the menu there and you go to, let's see, what do we call it? About our staff, you'll see my picture, my contact information. You'll see everybody. You'll notice we're very um, female heavy at uh, Mountain West IRA. (laughs)
1: Uh
0: Uh, The only... The only gent we have working there right now is actually the CEO and founder of wow. Mount West IRA, John Ghislaine. Um, nice. uh, we're all women at the moment. I'm not sure exactly when that happened, but uh, I was looking at that the other day and it's like, huh, go figure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so
0: awesome. yeah, we're all out there, but just MountainWestIRA.com. There's also a button on there where you can schedule a consultation There's another link where you can ask an IRA expert. If you have a specific question, Mm. Um, you can ask us a question and we'll just respond back to you. If you just have questions, you don't know if this is right for you, call us. Um, We'll talk about your specific situation and how it would work for you. Um, If you want to know more about precious metals, we'll tell you how that kind of account works. If you want to invest in a company or private stock or anything like that, you know, everybody... Everybody defaults to real estate because it's fun, it's flashy. But there's so many things you can do, even cows. Like that.
2: <laughs> like that a lot. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on our show.
0: Oh, it was a great time. Now yeah, you guys thank you. come out and hang with us for a little bit on one of our live broadcasts.
2: Oh, yes. We're definitely gonna make that happen. That'd be fun. <laughs>
0: that would be a blast.
2: You're listening to the Grounded Investor Show, hearing from the men and women on the ground who are doing the work. If you want to learn more about investing in Idaho, reach out to us at www.groundedinvestor.com or give us a call at 208-219-7655.